0: Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis.
1: Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen.
0: We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story
1: sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast, everybody. We're so excited to finally be here. We're Alex and Carly. Yes,
0: we are. Yeah, we're just super grateful for you all for tuning in here and all of the support we've gotten on social media and the messages, like everybody, it's been so, it's worn my heart so much. And we, I'm speaking for us both because I know we are so grateful for all of you and it's just unreal that we're here recording our first podcast and then we get to 50 followers.
1: Yeah, I can't believe 50 followers in our first episode hadn't even been out yet. So we just want to start by thanking everyone for trusting and following our journey. And this is only just the beginning and we're so excited to share more of our experiences and open up a new door to many of you that might not know too much about autism and maybe introduce you to some new faces.
0: Yeah. So what really got us thinking about this podcast was creating a community where we're all working together and so here we are our first step and yeah just kind of we've spent a lot of time reflecting on you know, our diagnosis since we are late diagnosed women. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 29.
1: And I was officially diagnosed at 26.
0: So we've had some time to sit with this new information and learn more about ourselves. And it's just been really important to both of us in our conversations about, you know, learning and everything to bring our information to the community so that people can have um, a big picture idea.
1: A more inclusive idea of the actual spectrum of what autism is and to really lessen that stigma that has been put on us and just assuming that we're smart little boys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, it's really interesting being an adult woman with autism going for so long without knowing because all of the autistic traits are so related to boys.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And learning this information about myself was almost like a huge aha moment. And, you know, finding the information just solidified and validated my human experience. What about you?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, for sure. There were like so many things that I was so confused about myself and you know, like uh, especially like in high school and me, in middle school too, that's when we start to really cultivate our own self-awareness, I think, and realizing and seeing how different I was from my peers, but not being able to process it in my mind. Um really up until I received my, or started to understand that I was autistic around the age of 29.
1: Mm, Yeah, definitely. I did myself a lot of that inner work of reflecting on, you know, the childhood self and picturing that little child, Carly, just sitting in the classroom, you know, being too afraid to talk or raise her hand and ask for help. I had so much trouble connecting with peers and not really understanding why, And now finding out this information as an adult has just been like, oh, okay. You know, it's been really healing to that childhood self.
0: Yeah, it really has. Like, just finally being able to, you know, reflect on something you did and being like, oh, (laughs) that makes so much sense. And I kind of had like, you know, we all have different experiences. And every autistic you meet is going to have a completely different experience. And so Mm -hmm. with my experience, like I would not describe myself as a shy person. I was super outgoing, but to the point where I was like, uh, like overly communicative with people and Mm. trying so hard to connect with them and like be in their conversations, I had no idea how like social cues and social rules worked and honestly like it's something that i've always struggled with my whole life but you know masking is definitely something we'll talk about more in later episodes but as a woman with autism we really tune in to social cues and it's almost like the art of studying other people And Mm -hmm. putting on that mask. So you try so hard, you spend so much energy into making it work every day, like making your social situations, you know, make sense to you and finding your place in them.
1: Mm. I wonder for your childhood self, would you say that social situations then were exhausting? Did you feel like you had to rest after them?
0: Yeah, I think reflecting on it, they were definitely exhausting, but I wasn't in a practice of listening to myself. So just continually going and then eventually being completely burnt out, even though I didn't know what that was, what it was.
1: Did you ever fake sick? Oh, yeah. And now it makes sense that it was just, you know, you needed that rest in order to recharge.
0: Yeah. Were you in tune with your need for rest
1: growing up? I mean, I definitely would say that I felt it and I would definitely take those days off from school, but I would not be able to explain why. Yeah.
0: Pretty sick day I took from middle school, you know, middle school, high school, I would always just zone out and play The Sims, which is one of my special interests. But yeah, honestly, to the point where I associate having a sick day in grade school with playing The Sims. (laughs) Like how funny it is for like, you know, little me, like not understanding social cues and like kind of like using the Sims to kind of navigate. So it's like practice for real life in a way sometimes.
1: I love that. So you've mentioned special interests, you know, obviously we're the special interest podcast. So I think it's really important to explain what a special interest is from the DSM five who mentions special interests as a deficit, and to give you a quote, special interests can be highly restricted, fixated interests that are abnormal in intensity or focus, strong attachment. So these are all words that describe a special interest as something that isn't helpful. They say it's abnormal and it's described in a negative tone.
0: Yeah. To build off of that, when I Thought of an autistic special interest, I would think of somebody who is absolutely obsessed with something. the The little boy who is obsessed with trains and he can't stop talking about them. And no matter what kind of conversation you have with him, it always ends up being focused on trains. And so that's kind of what I thought the special interest was, just from society's idea. And then upon reading the DSM five, you know. When you're going through the autism diagnosis, there's a lot of self-doubt. And so this was one of the aspects of it where I was kind of doubting myself, thinking that I didn't have a special interest. But then upon more research, I realized that, oh, I definitely do. And I think it's really, you know, one of our goals in this podcast is to broaden the ideas of society with what autism looks like. We're the special interest podcast because that is something that society has such a specific, narrow view of, and that's really not what the experience is for many of us autistics. For me, I said The Sims is one of my special interests, but you can talk to me about other things. It's something that if you start talking to me about The Sims, I'm going to get so excited and I might not stop talking about it for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's just, it's so exciting, special interests. Like it's, it's really the opposite of being anything negative because it's, I found for me, special interests are such a way to connect with people. It's kind of like really important for me going into a social situation, having, you know, my list of interests. And I feel like that's something that other people might agree with. What do you think, Carly?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would say that special interests, they bring, you know, that sense of connection. And like you say, going into a social situation, if somebody brings up that special interest, it's almost like, oh my goodness, thank you so much because you just gave me a reason to speak and share because otherwise in social situations I might be more quiet or reserved and not know how to participate in a conversation especially if there's more than one person around I find so much difficulty and where to find you know my transition to speak or I might want to say something but then the topic's already moved on and so having that topic of a special interest brought up is just like one of the greatest things ever because as Alex mentioned you know at times you can just go off and only want to talk about it or at least have things to bring to the table and feel like you have purpose in the conversation because it's talking about something that is so important to you.
0: Yeah, I like how you brought up the word purpose. Learning about my special interests really connects me to my purpose. Why am I here? Like, it's almost like our special interests are like little clues into how I want to live my life. And for example, like with Carly, Miley Cyrus, if that comes up, if Party in the USA comes up, <laughs> he's going to be all about it. The real Carly's going to come out because she can talk about. Her special interest, Miley Cyrus.
1: <laughs> it's true. And it's almost like all of my friends know that about me. So, you know, the way that people will connect to me at times will be like, oh, look, I'm in this place and I'm in Miley just came on. And I'm like, yes, like, thank you for sharing like that. It's just such an expression of love in a way, you know, it's like connecting through that language of love.
0: Yeah, it's so nice. I I was at a piano bar in Myrtle Beach and could request songs and I requested party in the USA and I was like, this one's for you, Carly. So yeah, just like connection. It's just so it's so so special. It brings so much joy.
1: It really does. And <laughs> that warms my heart so much. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Whenever I need comfort or if I'm recovering from burnout which we'll get into in another episode, I really look to my special interests. Like another one of my special interests is sloths. I love them so much. And so if I'm having a hard day, I'll just go on YouTube and watch videos of sloths. And it just, it really makes me feel so much better.
1: Right. It almost becomes a form of coping because it's so comforting
0: yeah, for sure. Even if I'm in a stressful situation, if I just like think of a sloth, I'm
1: like, okay,
0: <laughs> it's like a <okay laughs> to calm. And like sloths are just so
1: calm, you know? Right. You think of what they are and what they represent, and you yeah. know, I I would hope that brings you peace. It does. And
0: like Carly was saying, it's so special. Like my friends always send sloth gifts, sloth videos. And like when they see a sloth, they'll like reach out to me. And it's so cute. And it just it makes me feel so loved. That just is so special because people are reaching out to me in a way that I really, really connect with.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that. (laughs)
0: also tying in purpose to how do you feel like your special interests like affect your confidence Carly
1: I guess as I mentioned before going into social situations and if the special interest is brought up it boosts my confidence to be able to speak about it because usually I've over-researched things or just know so much about the Topic that if it's brought up, then it boosts my confidence to make me believe that I'm, you know, smart and doesn't make me listen to those negative voices in my head that tell me not to participate. So it really boosts that confidence to use my voice and just share that joy of my special interests.
0: Yeah. Would you say it almost like helps, you know, if you're in a certain environment where you have imposter syndrome and a special interest comes up and you're able to contribute in that way, would you? What are your thoughts
1: on that? Oh, 100%. I mean, especially thinking back to this whole aha moment of the autism diagnosis, a lot of us will say that a special interest of ours becomes researching about autism, learning more about ourselves, but also just learning about it as a whole. And I think that learning that information brings on a lot of imposter syndrome because At first, you are given this diagnosis, and if you don't have the information, if others don't have the information, who's going to help support you? And most of the time, you don't receive the support, unfortunately, and so it's almost like the imposter syndrome just keeps on layering on until you have the information, and then it's like, okay, well, let me now expose you to newer information about autism Mm -hmm. and... I think by sharing our experiences, it helps soften that imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, for sure. I kind of asked you just because like, I know when I'm going into an experience and I'm not super comfortable, you know, if a special interest topic comes up and I know information about that one thing, it's just like such a confidence boost just because people can look to you for like information on that specific topic.
1: Right. And it's almost like you're a master of the information. You've really taken so much time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just feel like it's because when we're experiencing our special interests and we're fully immersed in it and people are connecting with us about it, it really is just such a joyful experience. Even just talking about it right now, like I'm just smiling so much because I, I love my social interests. They're so fun. They just make me so happy. And when others get involved, or even like, if they're not interested, they just give me, you know, a platform to speak on it for like a minute. It just means so much.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
0: So what we want to do with our podcast is give others the opportunity to share about their special interests, because it's something that's so healing for us and it's been so great for me to like learn about my special interests
1: one of our goals with the podcast is to interview different autistics and see their experiences and perspectives and hear about their special interests and our hopes are to build community with that so thank you for listening to our first episode I know we've kind of hit a few different topics but I hope You've learned about the importance of special interests from this first episode, and we hope that you keep listening to learn more.
0: Yeah, we're so, so grateful for everybody's support. Our cause is community, and we want to get as many people involved in our community as we possibly can. So if you want to share about your special interests and you're neurodivergent, autistic, please reach out to us. We will be providing. More information on how to do that through our social media. And again, we are just so grateful for everybody who supported us. Like I said at the beginning, it's warmed my heart
1: so much. I agree. Thank you all so much for your support already. We are just so excited to continue to build with you all.
0: And we have a surprise for you. If you stayed listening to the end, we are having a raffle. So we want to just share how grateful we are with you. And so if you leave us a review to help us grow our platform and our community and you take a screenshot, I know on Apple, you can leave a written review Um, on Spotify. If you respond to our episode questions and leave a review first, you'll be entered in to win a raffle prize. So we want to do a few of these, but this current raffle will be for the first episode.
1: Yes. Yeah, so make sure that you leave a review, answer a question and join our social medias so we can start to connect with you all. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye.